podcast i'm sabrina i'm katie and i already said this is our way podcast there's a whole nother katie we have a whole nother <laughs> katie today guys <laughs> i'm super excited hello hello there we go perfect um i feel like i've been hanging out with you all morning because i just got in and i was literally listening to, listening to your podcast all morning <laughs> oh thank you so um do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself i don't want to kind of miss name or anything like that or leave anything out because you have a lot of a lot of accomplishments oh thank you sure so my name is katie steckley and i am a youtube content creator and an entrepreneur so in addition to making videos for youtube creating on instagram and my podcast i also have a social media marketing agency called creatorly media where my team and i produce podcasts edit youtube videos and create instagram content for our clients who range from small business owners to influencers and content creators themselves. So my life is all about social media, making stuff for the internet and uh, teaching other people how to do that. And in addition to all of that, my kind of like personal life, like little side hustle thing is that I also have a van. So uh, my husband and I self-converted a cargo van into a camper van. Her name is Vanjie and we've been traveling around Ontario um, in her for uh, the summer and early fall. And next year we're hoping to hit the road again and potentially head to the West Coast. So we'll see where that goes. So yeah, my life is all about working remotely, traveling, creating stuff. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I did have a question, but now I, would, I feel like we should just get into it really quick and we can ask our warm up question after. Yeah. Okay. So um, when did you start? Was, con- <coughs> excuse me. Was content creation always the plan? When did that start or how did you kind of end up on this path? I've watched her on YouTube for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like just like for, for random things like uh oh like this for your caption this for your bio like either instagram podcasting just like little things i've always like found videos like that interesting even though like i've never like full force listened to the advice and like Mm -hmm. done it you know but i i just have like uh absorbed it yeah Yeah. i just really like am into watching it and like you like uh you just say it so effortlessly effortlessly like you know what you're talking about when it comes to helping other people and like seeing what is missing from people's uh little journeys and stuff and kind of piecing it together in a fun oh, way thank you aesthetic is awesome like, the videos, <laughs> like that's like when i you'll be saying one thing but i'll be watching like the actual video i think it's great you're good at what you do Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, my YouTube journey started a really long time ago. So I've been, I've had a lot of practice to make my videos as professional as they come across. I started my channel um, actually in September of 2011. So over 10 years ago now, which is pretty crazy. And back then, um, I mean, I was in high school, so I was making videos about like how much I hated math class and like what Harry Potter house I was in and just all kinds of like, you know, nerdy stuff as a, 
as a young teenager. So really, I, I just made videos about my life, anything and everything I was interested in. Um, and I really started that because I was watching other people on YouTube and I thought it looked really fun. And especially what drew me in was the idea that I could have an audience to speak to about things that I was interested in that I didn't necessarily have friends in real life that cared about those things. So I, you know, grew up in a really small town, like a rural area, and I didn't really have any friends that were as nerdy about Harry Potter as I was. So I would like make videos talking about it uh, because I didn't have friends to talk to about it. So that's kind of what initially drew me to the idea of like having an online community. Um, so I made YouTube videos all through high school and uh, university, just kind of like vlogs, whatever I was interested in. It wasn't very um, like, I didn't really have a niche. And then when I was getting closer to graduation, I was like, okay, my dream like has always been to be a full-time content creator. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want this to be my business. I don't want to have to go and get like a nine to five, um, you know, at some like local company or whatever. So I'm going to try to like actually turn this into a business. So that drew me to doing more research on like how could I do that? And, um, you know, obviously I came across the idea of having a niche. And, and once I started researching this kind of thing, I feel like it, it kind of came naturally to me because I realized all the stuff I was learning from people teaching about how to grow on social media was stuff that I had been observing over my many years, consuming YouTube content, creating it. So it all kind of started to click for me where I realized, oh yeah, that's why these channels that I've been watching have been so interesting to me or have performed so well. It's because of these, you know, concepts that I was starting to learn from, you know, people that are teaching on these kinds of things. So at that time I started to focus on creating videos around um, filmmaking and travel, because also as I was kind of getting ready to graduate, I was experimenting with like freelance filmmaking. So I would make like promo videos for local companies or well, my first ever gig was making a promotional video for the summer camp that I went to. So just like small things like that. Um, so this was kind of me realizing like, okay, I've like developed all these skills over my many years of creating YouTube videos. I could make videos for other people. Like they'll pay me to make a promo video for their, for their company. Um, and I could potentially grow my YouTube channel by like, you know, using these methods that I was starting to learn. So anyway, for a while there, I was focused on travel and filmmaking and I was really enjoying that, but my channel wasn't really growing. And in like February of 2019, I had about like 2,500 YouTube subscribers. And that was after, you know, like six or seven years of, of making videos, um, without any real like direction. And then in February of 2019, just offhandedly, I was like, you know what, lately I've been getting a lot of questions from people about how I do these certain things on my Instagram stories. Like I'll kind of do these cute designs or these unique things and people will message and say, oh, how'd you do that? So I thought, why don't I make a video about that? And so I made a video called Instagram Hacks, Instagram Story Hacks for Creators 2019. Um, and I posted that video and um, within a few weeks it had probably about like 10,000 views, which like doesn't sound like a lot now, but at the time was like totally unreal for me. This is like, you know, way more subscribe within the subscribers that I had. This is like a whole new audience I was reaching. And then within a few months time, it had like a hundred thousand views and was growing. And so by the end of the year, that video had um, over a million views and I had grown my audience to over 40,000 subscribers by the end of 2019. And so that's really what guided me into this world of providing Instagram advice, talking about content creation. And it was sort of a moment for me of realizing like, oh dang, like I've been doing all this stuff all along and maybe I'm good at it. And I didn't even realize, and people are clearly interested in this. So that's kind of what 
uh, got me to where I am now, I guess. It's really hard to like see yourself from an outsider's point of view, but like, you know, all the things that you just said, like, you know, I grew up watching YouTube and like when I was in high school and stuff, I was like, oh, if I want to do YouTube, now's the time. Cause just a few people that were blowing up on there, I was like, we're about to miss the thing, mm-hmm. but I never had the confidence, you know? Cause I was like, oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say or what, you know, can't really get my point across this, that, and the other, just like downplaying myself. But yeah, you just did what you liked and like people obviously, you know, uh, resigned with it well. And now you're here doing this. I'm, you have like a play button right behind the screen, right? Like a YouTube play button. I'm oh, sorry. And he's like, let's <laughs> see the button. <laughs> I'm like, that's that, awesome. That was like so many years in the making. I'm like, yeah. my that's desk like because... your raise, you know, like that's yeah. your nine to five. That was your bonus, your whatever. I think that's really I yeah. literally just like travel with that with me, like in my bag. Yeah. Just like, like yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that like as a teenager, I like dreamed of having that. You know, like I even remember like when I first started on YouTube and things were like more low-key back then. I remember thinking, like, if I could just have 10,000 subscribers, I'd be so happy with that. But what I've really learned though is like when I reached hundred K, like, yeah, it was exciting and, and, you know, fulfilling, but at the same time, there's a little bit of an emptiness of realizing this actually doesn't make me more whole. This doesn't make me more confident. This doesn't make me happier. Like now I just feel like I should really have 500 K, you know, like numbers really will never bring you that happiness that you're looking for. I feel like it, to me, it was a big lesson of like, after years and years of like really wanting to have that size of audience, it's kind of a lesson in like, you really can only find that confidence and that happiness in yourself and in the work yeah. that you're doing. Like the outside validation will never substitute for that. Yeah. And just been like, the number doesn't really matter. I mean, I would, like I was said, I was listening to your podcast on the way here. And a lot of what you were talking about with like your brand deals and things like that is that like, you don't have to have a big audience. You just have to have an engaged audience. And so like the numbers yeah. don't really matter unless like what matters is that people are actually getting something from what you're providing and like, they're actually engaging. And you're still providing kind of what you want. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can speak Sabrina's dealing with my attitude right now. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, like, what is the point of all this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do, do I want to continue to do this, this, that, and the other? And it's not mm-hmm. because of the numbers, yeah. you know, but it's like, you work so hard for something that means a lot to you. So you just got to remember at the end of the day that it means a lot to you. Yeah. Like I and see like what you're providing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see like you're posting more like uh, things that you like and like, that makes me happy for you. You know, like the bo- body positivity stuff that you posted the other day. I was like, yes, get it all this, that, and the other, and uh, the van. I think that's awesome. And, you know, just like have still having fun with it because yeah. we put, like such hard like pressure on ourselves because mm-hmm. because the numbers stupid mm-hmm. ass numbers yeah, yeah yeah you know I do like that you have your don't you have your numbers turned off like your lights turned off on your videos yeah I, I turn that yeah off. I like I'm that like you know what like I'm tired of looking at it mm-hmm. I, don't want, yeah. I don't want other people to look at it and be like oh I'm gonna like this because somebody else did whatever yeah. if you like it like it yeah exactly fuck. I'm gonna post it at yeah. this time I'm done like exhaust myself over insights over and numbers, everything like yeah. that. You yeah. know, it's like, this is what I want to post. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, I've, exactly I've thought about taking the like, I mean, I just doesn't, I don't look at the likes that much. I, I wish you could take them off reels. The, you can't take yeah. them off? No, um, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it is a very wise choice to try to distance yourself from some <laughs> of those analytics. It's really hard for me as like 
a social media marketing professional where I'm like, no, analytics are important. We got to see what the audience is interested in. And I do think there's something to be said about that. But then there does come a time where like, if it's a detriment to your mental health, like over the summer, like I, um, really like hit my like rock bottom of burnout in like the spring of this year. And so basically over the summer, I was like, I'm just going to make whatever YouTube videos I'm excited about making. And I'm not going to even look at the number of views. Like for a while I had this Chrome extension that like hid the number of views on all YouTube videos, not even just mine. Mm -hmm. So I would just go on YouTube and not even see how many views a video had. And it was really good for me, like over that period of time to do that, because finally like after three months of completely like ignoring the numbers and just making what I wanted I finally started to feel like you know what maybe I could you know try to be strategic again maybe I could try to like play the game and like you know try to get my channel growing again and not feel so um like shitty about it but I think that it, it like now what I'm kind of focusing on is like a long-term approach to that where I don't have to like, you know, hustle for a year and then take three months off because I'm totally burnt out. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is that more sustainable long-term pattern of like, okay, we're working away at growth. We're doing things strategically, but we're also not going to like let the YouTube algorithm determine our lives. So yeah. I'm still figuring out exactly what that looks like. That's kind yeah. of my current stage of growth, I would say. Yeah. Do you have any tips so far of what's worked for you? For avoiding burnout and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a big thing for me has been finding other things in my life to get excited about and be passionate about aside from just my work. I think a lot of us, um, well, I know at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people all of a sudden didn't have work anymore. For me, it was like, all I had left was work. Like I used to um, like play roller derby. I used to have like a you know local baseball league I was in. I used to go to a book club, like all these different things that, um, you know, filled up my life outside of my work were gone because they had to be canceled. Um, And so all I had left was working, you know, long days with really nothing to look forward to in the evenings or weekends. And so work became everything for me. And so now like, you know, the world's opening back up again. So that's also helpful, but I'm also like looking for hobbies. Like I I'm trying to read more often, um, go on walks, like do things that don't necessarily relate to productivity or like growing my business, but just bring me joy. And I think that's been super helpful for me to not feel just so exhausted and overwhelmed all the time. I think it's like a really dangerous thing as a content creator to wrap up your entire identity in how well you're doing on YouTube, because that can like go away so quickly, or all of a sudden you can be burnt out and not have any creativity for it anymore. And then what do you have left? So I think it's important to have those other parts Mm -hmm. of your life and kind of like diversify your investments in terms of like your self-worth basically. Yeah. And I think it can be hard too, because when you do put your life out there on Instagram or YouTube and things like that, you put out your life, you put out every aspect of your life. A lot of the times, you know what I mean? I try to, I do the podcast and I, I shuffle, I do a dance. It's like a dancing thing, but like, I try to keep it at just shuffling, like on my main, like on my page and just the podcast. And those are the things I kind of talk about because if I, because like people who do lifestyle, you end up putting your entire, you're like, oh, I'm out to dinner. Like, let me post this. Oh, I'm over here. Let me post this. And then it's hard to separate the two and have the two, like have the time to not be online all the time. I've built mine mm-hmm. as a barber and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sick of it. I'm like, I cut hair all day. I think about hair all day. And then I post hair. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to break my ties as a barber because you know what if like, like teaching or, uh, you know, endorsing products. It is something I want to get into. I can't 
separate myself from that and go completely mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. and do all podcasts. So it's like slowly just trying to have my page, like as kind of every aspect of my mm-hmm. life, as opposed to just hair you know what I mean yeah so it gets I feel like that's like such a challenge right of like figuring out what do I want to include like for me um a big struggle has been like wanting to expand more into the lifestyle space and like share vlogs talk about you know my life but then you know that doesn't always perform the best when people that have come to my channel are like very you know intent on getting the Instagram tips so I don't know I feel like I wish I had the perfect answers too for being able to expand your niche or get people to care about you, not just the subject matter, but that's still some, I feel like I'm on that journey still of like figuring it out. So like it all just comes back down to just us and Mm -hmm. like what, what is going to help us sleep at night, you know, like Mm -hmm. hiding the light counts or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Finding the balance with the algorithm, like, okay, yeah, I should do this or I'll do something roughly in those lines. Not like, okay, three o'clock I'm going. I try to use it as a rough draft because yeah, yeah, if you, if you, if you like harp on it, if you do that, it just makes it, it just takes the fun out of it. It makes it so hard. Especially Um, when, cause like us compared to you, like, like I don't have that many followers, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, yeah. we're both under 5k. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. And so, uh, I feel like it becomes extra stressful because we don't have those numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like something that you think you want. And then I'll get to the point where I'm like working, working, working. And then I'm like, why do I even want that? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, comp- you know, cause, yeah. cause you find things in your daily life, like roller derby and things like that, that, that you like, fun. and you enjoy. I know. I need, <laughs> that I sounds fun. That. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> how I feel about mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's Katie has written down here. The, um, almost killed your YouTube channel. Is that kind of what happened there? In yeah. The- so for me, like, like I made that video about like, yeah, almost killing my YouTube channel, kind of reflecting on that summer of like, I was so burnt out at the beginning of the summer this year, like early May that I was just like, I'm not making Instagram videos anymore. I cannot do it. It is like killing my spirit. I have to shift to something new. And then I did completely like all summer. I didn't make a single Instagram video and my views tanked, which is not surprising. And I knew that was going to happen. It wasn't like that blindsided me because that's how it goes on YouTube. If you're going to try to change niche, you're going to see way less engagement, which is fair. Like I don't expect everybody who started following me for Instagram tips to want to see, you know, my vlogs about traveling or whatever. So that's fine. Um, but then I think what I realized was like, I kind of had this like moment uh, a couple of weeks ago where I was like, thinking about, okay, what do I want to make this week for a YouTube video? And I was like, actually, I think I really want to make a video talking about like how to get brand deals. Cause I had recently done a podcast episode about it. Um, and I was like, I think it could be fun to kind of give like a really honest insight into like, here's how to like, you know, find brand deals as a small creator. And then I was like, wait, I can't do that because I'm not doing Instagram videos anymore. Like I made this big statement about how I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and that kind of made me realize like, I like, even though I shifted to a different niche to try to like liberate myself from the constraints of only making Instagram videos, I realized that I just put myself into another box of saying, okay, I'm only doing like lifestyle vlogs. And so kind of this fall for me was a bit of a, I don't know, second realization of like, wait, I'm not going to just put myself into another box where I'm limited about what I can talk about. Why don't I just, you know, 
talk about what is like calling to me at that moment, which maybe is about how to give brand deals like Instagram advice. Maybe it's a day in my life vlog. Um, and I think that kind of made me realize like my, um, niche can be a little bit more broad than what I thought and that I can still like create stuff that is, um, fulfilling to me and exciting to me, but also going to be interesting to my audience. So that's kind of like the opening of a new chapter for me. I'm only like a few videos into trying to take this new approach. So I feel like check back in a year and see where I'm actually at. Cause it's like just constant, like, you know, journey of learning the best way to approach these things. But yeah, so that, that's kind of what happened with my YouTube channel. And now I'm just like trying to build it back up, like seeing if I can get to a point where my videos are, are reaching a larger audience again. Um, cause I know like most of my subscribers haven't been seeing my videos since, you know, I've switched niche or whatever. So trying to build up those stats again, while also keeping a healthy distance from it and saying like, let's just work on making every video, a video that I can feel proud of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like this conversation a lot. I think it was one that I needed to hear too. And like, like people who I watch, like, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jenna Marbles boyfriend or whatever. He, he was in like the same boat. Like he made like all these great cooking videos that were like so fun to watch. It looked like he was having a great time. And then he just like dropped off and then came back. Like, listen, that wasn't fun for me. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's nice to just see how people actually feel about it. And like, yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some, but those people who you want to watch your videos are like, cheering you on in the corner because like mm-hmm. how you kind of said uh you were like oh well I put out this video like okay I'm not going to do this but then I had this idea that I wanted to do but then I thought about what people would think and then I and didn't do it so mm-hmm. I'm like damn yeah. it hurts you know like mm-hmm. yeah you your creativity was was coming at you full force and you're like yeah well now I'm just in another box so it's like yeah, yeah just trying to let everybody kind of in and like like your morning thoughts versus your night thoughts, you know, like you post mm-hmm. a video and you're like, I said all I needed to say. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, wait, like now, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, I don't think it came across exactly how I meant or whatever, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. was not just being dramatic, this, that, and the other, but it's never like that. And I think it's like such a struggle too, of like, I'm always thinking I think I tend to think way too long-term about stuff. Like I'm always thinking about like the big strategy and like, okay, what's my niche? Who's my ideal audience? Cause I'm, I'm a really like strategic person when it comes to social media. And I love like thinking big picture, but then I realize like, I get so caught up in that, that it almost like limit, like then I have less time to think about, okay, let's just make this a really good video. And so really, I think another lesson that I probably learned from this is like at the time back in May, I felt like I had to make this big announcement of like, I'm ending my Instagram era. Like we're going into lifestyle stuff now, everybody. And I realized that like, I think sometimes when you feel like you need to like make this whole change or like make a statement of like, I'm doing this differently, then it's like, okay, instead of like telling everybody what you're going to do, you could just like do it and see how it goes. And then, because it it just is this weird feeling of like, oh, well now I'm embarrassed to like return to making Instagram videos because I told everybody I wasn't going to. You have to make another statement. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and, and I just think, you know what? Like I could have just like looking back on, kind of how I responded to my, like my feelings of burnout or whatever, there would have been other options. Like I took the option of tell everybody you're changing your life and 
do a totally different direction. I also could have just stopped making YouTube videos for the summer. Like yeah. I could have literally taken a vacation, paused, waited three months and come back to making Instagram videos. And I'd probably be in the same position that I am now. Like it wouldn't be, you know, any worse or different. Um, or I could have just posted a few vlogs, tried it out a bit, seen what people said. And yeah, they might've been confused. Like, Oh, I thought this was an Instagram channel, but you know, I could have just done it, seen how I felt about it. And then like move forward. So I don't know. I feel like I always lean towards like, I have to make a announcement to everybody like and okay. I'm always like a bit of a dramatic person of like I'm gonna change my life today I'm gonna be a whole right. new person um but then it's yeah when you do that then like later on you try to like go back on it and it feels yeah. awkward and whatever so are yeah. you a Leo I was gonna say what's your sign yeah <laughs> I'm a Gemini but I don't really know much about Gemini. horoscopes you got the split personality Daniel your rising sign no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I, I don't oh, even know what time I was born or anything to like figure it out. That's that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like we're kind of in that a little bit. We do a lot of spiritual stuff and a lot of spiritual gossip. Yeah. Um, I will say I am an all or nothing kind of person. I'm either like go big or go home kind of thing. And I think that leads to me being like in an existential crisis, like, you know, every Tuesday at 3 p.m., a time for my weekly existential yeah. crisis like where I'm like, what niche should I be in? thing is like that they go back and forth. And so like, it's, it's like yeah. technically two split people. Yeah. So like that could be part of playing that. Um, I always feel like, like kind of uh, what you were saying is like, okay, I'm going to look at my niche and then I'm going to go from my posts or what have you. But yeah, kind of trying to take like a different route, like mm -hmm. with cutting hair. Okay. I don't need to always start at the top. I can start at the bottom, like, and things still work out. You still have a haircut at the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think yeah. I, I was learning that same lesson when it came to like social media and stuff. Cause I would do the same thing. Like I'm not posting this anymore or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I care. How can I expect any, anybody else to care? And then, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth. It's a like whole this. circle. It's yeah. a whole struggle. <laughs> oh, it's, mm -hmm. I think I'm a little, I'm a little bit the opposite with at least the stuff that I post per like personally is I'm very, I like, if I think about it, then I do all of that. So I'm very like, yeah, people make total opposite. People make fun of like, they don't it's make fun though. of me, but like, like I'll be like, we'll be sessioning and I'm like, okay, wait really quick. And I'll literally post it right there. Like I won't edit it. I won't do anything. Like half the time I won't, I won't even do the work to find the song. I just like, it's a set and I just post it because if I, because if I think about it, then I start picking it apart. And then I'm like, oh, wait. And then I look at the algorithm and then I'm like, at this time, it's, it should be doing better. But then I feel like it doesn't work. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there is something to be said for being spontaneous and creative. Like, yeah. I think people are drawn to that. And yeah. yeah, I mean, as much as strategy is important, it can also, like, if you spend all your time thinking about, okay, what's the best kind of content for me to post? What are my categories going to be? What are my content pillars? Like, who's my ideal audience? And then you don't leave any of your energy. Or, with you saying that. <laughs> right. And you don't like, leave whoa. any of your creative energy to like, mm -hmm actually create something that is good then mm -hmm. it doesn't matter mm -hmm. you know like you have to make sure that you feel proud of every single piece of content you're making that it serves a purpose because otherwise if you're just like filling it in for the sake of like fluff it doesn't mm -hmm. it's not gonna it work. work they don't do as well either so like yeah, yeah. I, well, i'm the overthinker when mm -hmm. it comes to my stuff I'm yeah like, yeah yeah i'll post a haircut from like four months ago and i like I hated it when I took the photo or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, now I like it. It's kind of good. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I had a little more spontaneous, like in my, in my side of things, but yeah. you know, working on Get it. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, yeah. It's and just, then it's just fear of letting people down too. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, I watch your 
uh, YouTube video about, it was like having guests on podcasts or something. And like one of the things is like, uh, like getting photos from them and everything like that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to drop the ball on this so mm-hmm. fucking hard. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like, still that's just how our my like routine is at this point and it's like Mm -hmm. even with all that knowledge and seeing what works for other people and what doesn't like uh going back to what you said you're like well I just from a consumer standpoint then versus like what I've learned just kind of putting them together it's like yeah, yeah well I know technically what is supposed to work and I see it working for other people, but I'm still right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes you just have to honor where you're at with your energy level, with your time commitment, yeah. because, yeah. and this is where I get a little bit uncomfy with like being yeah. like an educator on social media or on Instagram is like, I worry people are going to look at my Instagram and expect me to like have everything figured out. And I'm doing all the perfect strategies. And it's like, no, I know that these strategies exist. And I know that if I was posting a reel every other day and a carousel on the alternating days, like I'd probably like get a lot of growth from that or whatever. And I'm not doing that because I don't have the energy or the time to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, it's, it's hard to then like teach about it. Like you kind of know what the ideal is, but you're not necessarily doing it because like, sometimes it's not always attainable so depending on what yeah. you've got going on. Right. Content mm-hmm. batching <clears throat> never has. And I don't see it working it's a for lot. me anytime it's soon. A lot. Yeah. I'm like what, where am I going to get all this stuff yeah, from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I like change outfits. Like, good for people. I'm like, I see it and I respect it. And I just, I haven't had it work for me yet. Yeah. We haven't figured it out. And and all that. Oh, Um, it's so much work at the beginning of the year. I was like batching like a whole month of Instagram content in like a week. And then I would have it all ready. Um, I don't do that anymore. It's I, since I like burnt out, I have not been able to do that. I hardly posted on Instagram all summer. And like, now I'm doing like, you know, I'll, I'll try to like make like a week of content at a time or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm appreciating the carousels more. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I like the, you know, I'll just drop a whole week's worth. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> um, I guess that's a perfect way to kind of segue in, in, in you like te- being a teacher and giving advice. What is, um, one of like your more memorable teaching moments or like, I guess someone, either a student that you had, or even a, something that you were taught that was kind of memorable for you to shape who you are today. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, I, was I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like interesting. I bit. feel like so much of what I do, like I, I, I do understand that I like teach people stuff through my videos, but I don't like often think of myself as a teacher or like educator, as a lot of people like to say on online. I feel like I'm just like sharing okay, like, hey, everybody, I learned this the other week. Let me share with you how it went. This is my experience with it. Maybe you want to try X or Y. Um, So I don't know, like, I've gotten lots of, like, very kind messages over the years of, like, oh, this helped me a lot. It really increased my engagement or whatever. And that that always, like, really brightens my day when I see that. But I don't know if I have, like, one particular moment for this question, just because I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm always... I don't even feel like I'm like teaching. I feel like I'm yeah, just like yeah, sharing yeah. my experience. Yeah. yeah. It's just like kind of from what I've gotten from like you in high school watching and creating YouTube, it's just kind of been your hobby, you know, without yeah. even really noticing it. You're like, oh, well, I just want to share, you this know, worked. some yeah. Harry Potter yeah. stuff. It's like, that is going to teach somebody something, you yeah. know, like, so <laughs> I, I'm, I, I like that. And you know, like I said, you're naturally good at, I don't know, for me, consuming your videos, just giving me like exactly what I needed 
from just a short little, you know, it's like, it's good. It's interactive. It's nice to watch. Like you definitely have a natural talent. Hit all the marks. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Like it's so easy to have imposter syndrome around like, Oh, am I that was literally like our first an expert episode. on these things? <laughs> like, you know, like, but I think like really what I'm sharing is like, I'm not necessarily coming in and saying like, I have a perfect knowledge of everything. Instagram strategy. Like I'm like the best right. at it. It's like more so like, Hey, I'm somebody who's willing to try things, screw up sometimes, make mm-hmm. mistakes, and then like report back on how it went. Yeah. Um, because I'm always just down for like experimenting and trying new things. And then if that can help somebody, like when I've learned something and then, you know, maybe it helps someone else to not have to make those same mistakes, then great. Yeah. 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 Like we can like clearly see like your, your pages, all your platforms, see how they're doing. And then, you know, your videos and what you're saying, and they, they just go hand in hand. But even if you posted whatever the hell you wanted, I'm sure you would still have an audience. I don't think you need to stress over it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I could watch just straight videos of the van. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, that kind of did lead me like with the van, like now I, I, I was kind of going back and forth on whether to try to integrate that to my personal channel or have a second channel. I've, I've gone back and forth so many times, but I've landed on having the van channel be separate. And partially because I think that it actually has a really good chance of growing if I'm committed to it. Um, because I do think it's just easier to grow on YouTube. If you have a specific niche, um, you know, once you hit a certain level of growth, then maybe that changes, but you know, at least where I'm at right now, it was clear that the van stuff was not getting engagement on my personal page, but I do think that it has a chance on its own. So that's kind of become like a nice creative outlet for me as well, where I can just make vlogs there. I can edit things in a way that's like fun to me and not like worry about the views because I, that channel doesn't have a lot of subscribers yet. So it's just kind of like a, a totally for fun thing. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing on YouTube because you want to try to be strategic and have like a business mind about how you're growing your channel. But it's also very, very easy for me to be sentimental because I've had my YouTube channel, like my main channel for over 10 years. And, you know, it's my, like, I got the domain it's youtube.com slash Katie. It just feels so like personal to me that I'm like, I don't want to have to like pin it into any certain kind of niche, like it only being an Instagram tips channel, or, you know, maybe not even only being a van channel because someday I might want to pivot away from that too. So it's a struggle because I want it to like fully represent myself, but I'm also like, that's not a business strategy to just make a video or make a channel representing yourself. So I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. a tension there. Yeah. Um, So I I think I want to kind of talk about the van a little bit and how that came about and that part, since that we talked about create content creation. Okay. Now like the lifestyle and all of that. Um, how did, do you, do you live in the van or do you just travel in the van? So we are just part-time van lifers. So, um, we only, we finished building it in like May of this year. And then we did several trips like throughout the summer and early fall, just like basically around, um, Ontario where I live because, um, well only like we, we still can't uh, drive into the U S um, from Canada yet, but that's going to be changing soon. So anyway, we just did some local van trips right now. It's just parked for, um, the season. So it's kind of cold here now. So it's not the best yeah. to be like living out of a van. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's going to be parked until, um, like basically we're home for like 
the holidays, like Christmas and stuff. And then um, in January, we're going to head out to do like a bigger road trip in the van. So next year, we'll probably be spending a lot more time in the van. Like I'm hoping maybe about like half of the year or something we can be living out of the van. Um, But we still have our condo here. um, Like we, we, wouldn't be like moving out or selling all of our stuff anytime soon. But yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. Like that's, I don't know if I could do full-time <laughs> van life, like, but you know, like having like that escape and everything the like option. that, that <laughs> I really like. I have a friend who's actually, I just had lunch with him yesterday and that he just bought, it wasn't a van. It looks like a U-Haul, but like, it's like white on the outside and like the back end of it, opens he's, he, he, down? it's like, it opens up just like uh, a U-Haul, it's like yeah. a little, like a little truck. Oh, okay. So it's and like a, yeah, box truck. Yeah. A box truck. That's what it is. And he's trying in the process of transforming that box, like into a home, like putting windows. That's in. so cool. Yeah. I've seen other people on YouTube yeah. doing that same conversion. That's yeah. cool. It's like a tiny home on wheels. Right. More so right. than a van. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of tiny cool. home like all those shows oh my gosh like uh like them building homes out of crates or just like redoing and building like my parents got really into like building all their own stuff oh, and yeah for one like it's kind of like working out or running or something like you know it gives you mm-hmm. something to do and like be proud oh yeah the end of it you know that's mm-hmm. what it I gave us such a like for us like we were in lockdown here in Ontario for like basically January to like May. So it gave us something to do, uh, which was really nice. So we were there like probably, I think we were working on it like 30 hours a week, uh, like on top of our full-time jobs. Like RVs are cool, but something that you literally put together and like you made it exactly how you want it. Like that's fun. Like that's like what life's about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going on a trip. I'm showering outside. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what are some of the pros and cons of when you are in the van and traveling and working? How do you kind of balance it all? Mm, that's a great question. I would say pros are it's amazing to be in a new space, especially after being stuck at home for like a year and a half, going out and being in a new place is just like super inspiring. It makes you feel more productive and creative. Um, the main cons are um, it is a little bit tricky to, you got to be careful about making sure you have internet access. Um, mm-hmm. So just being in places where you can get a cell signal so we can like tether to our phones and have a strong enough signal to like do zoom meetings or upload YouTube videos or whatever. Um, along with that, like making sure that you have a data plan with like enough <laughs> data, yeah. like that's something that we ran into a lot in the summer, but now that we've got it kind of figured out, like now we know how much we need and whatever. So that that's fine. Um, and then, you know, just the struggle of like a small space of, um, I mean, my uh, husband, Dan and I are very used to a small space as it is. Cause our condo here is like 500 square feet. We both have desks, like, you know, basically 10 feet away from each other. So we have to schedule our meetings so that they're not overlapping. Like basically this morning I was like, look, I'm recording a podcast. Like make sure you're not talking in the background or whatever. Um, Cause it's just one big open space. So we're used to that even like in our home base, but in the van, it's even more so like that because rather than sitting 10 feet apart, we're sitting like two feet apart at the same yeah. table. Yeah. So then it's like a lot more, you know, cause we're both working fully remotely. So he has a lot more meetings than me, but you know, we might be talking at the same time and we're both in a meeting, like, you know, for me trying to record a podcast, record a YouTube video. I just have to like, make sure that that is happening according to his work schedule. But like I said, we already do that at home because we have such a small space, like anyway. So in the van, it's really not that different. It's just, you know, that much smaller. So yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> um, and then a little bit about just kind of your very body positive and all. And so just any, I guess. I love that. Yeah. Love, I, thank like, you. I, for me yes, yeah absolutely. and we we I mean we talk about we try to talk about confidence all the time and like being your own person and owning who you are um so and doing what you like to do because you like to do it you know I think I showed you a picture probably like a year ago and I was like I really want to post this or whatever because mm-hmm. I lost a bunch of weight and like it's all extra skin and like people will tell me that I look good this that, and the other but you know you look in the mirror and you're like what the fuck is this and I was like <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people who feel that way and I would mm-hmm. love to share it but it just you know, I'd like you freeze up and all this. And then I know I it's so intimidating. I'm like, oh, good for you. Yeah. Like, honestly, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I had a bit of a like realization about this in the past couple of days. So I guess like as a preface, I I'm all about like body positivity, body confidence. And that's something that I've really learned, like through seeing other people practice it on Instagram and YouTube videos, whatever. So that's really inspired me. And part of why I, post photos, you know, showing like what my tummy looks like or whatever is because I've seen other women that are all kinds of different sizes do the same thing. And it's given me a lot of confidence. So I've really appreciated when other people have been vulnerable, share what their body really looks like unfiltered with stretch marks, with whatever. Um, it's really like given me a lot of confidence to love myself and and feel good about my own body. So I want to be able to share that with other people too. Um, and so I just posted like a couple of days ago, like a photo in like an airy, like gray, you know, um, bralette kind of set, whatever. And, um, just like a little caption about, like loving yourself and um, just like getting even like one comment from somebody saying like, Oh, like your body looks just like me. Like that really helped me feel better about myself. Like that makes it all worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just right. even like one person feeling that way. And obviously I got like a lot of really positive comments on it, which I really appreciated. Um, but now getting to like the realization I had about, um, you know, feeling weird about posting that kind of stuff. So I would say in general, like I, it takes like, to me, it's nerve wracking to post that not because I don't think I look good because I genuinely think like I look great in the photos, but more so. Cause I'm worried about like, what is my mom going to think? Like, what's my grandma going to think when she that sees this? Like, yeah. I'm like, what if my dad sees this? My like, parents I know. Cause they, they, so yeah. all these people yeah. follow me on Instagram, right? Like my, my grandma's my on whole Instagram. Family. She's yeah. super tech yeah. savvy, my mom, my dad, whatever. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of what keeps me from doing it yeah. more often, but then like, over my boobs <laughs> <laughs> sort of you know what I want to get to the boldness level of like not giving a shit at all yeah. but what's kind of helped me get there is um kind of what brought me to this realization was a comment that I actually saw from somebody on my post who was like um this is so unprofessional like how could you post this like you need to think about what like what's the person that you're gonna marry think about this what will oh, your family think about it and I thought that was hilarious because I was like hey I'm already married yeah, and my husband is literally like you should post this you look great like share this yeah. message with people he's so supportive um but then the thing about like the family does kind of get me a bit where I'm like oh gosh like what if my mom does think this is inappropriate but then you know what I realized I was like first of all if my family wants to be disappointed in me that is a not the business of the stranger who commented on my Instagram but b it's not even really my business you know what I mean if my mom feels some type of way about me posting underwear photos on Instagram she's allowed to feel that type of way and I don't need to know about it like she can just feel that way and it's not my business if if she wants to be disappointed in me over that I'm just gonna try to like like that's her thing that's not my thing Mm -hmm. yeah like you'd be really surprised I thought my parents I mean everybody's family is obviously different yeah Uh, but like 
I was a little nervous for one post and like my mom sent it to me. She's like, this is so creative. And I was like, <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> you know, but like there's trolls literally. So there's yeah. this chicken place opening up outside of the barbershop that I work at. And they posted like now hiring, you know, like literally a job ad. Yeah. And this asshole from doesn't even live in Florida, like commented how much, you know, uh, is it paying or whatever? Okay. And then the guy's like, okay, you know, message me for details or whatever. And then the guy jumps back. Oh, the fact that you're not posting the job rate is already a sign. Like people shouldn't. And I was like, you're literally irrelevant your day scrolling through social media to just blast people yeah so it's like yeah, i know. You know i don't get it at all like this one like woman who's like been commenting this on my post has like come back like several times i literally just replied saying like you're more than welcome to unfollow with like a little heart I emoji because yeah. i yeah. literally it does not matter to me i'm not even upset by like this comment it's like yeah. you feel that way like you don't have to follow me it's okay uh I'm but she's like just kept coming it. back with more like i'm not going to teach my daughter to do this kind of thing da, da, da. and i'm like well, hey, are you going to teach your daughter to harass people on the internet like yeah. is that what you're going to teach her to do like, right. exactly. yeah oh man it's a really sensitive world out here oh uh, yeah i, I, I get a lot of those conversations today. i've done i've i posted one about all of the like actual video like the comments that i've gotten in the past like oh like People are like, like, oh, like, I hope you break your ankles or oh, put more clothes on or oh, this, oh, that. And I'm just, and literally I like, I did like a, one of them and it was like, uh, it was the tick, it was like a trending song that was like, fuck you, fuck you very, very much. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. um, and then like two posts later, someone literally commented like, that's not even like li- the two of the things that I mentioned in that video, he commented both of them. I'm like, okay, like it, this is, yeah. not, I don't understand. People Thank you don't. so much. I hope your day is better. Exactly. Yeah. I just, yeah. the heart. I was well, like, I hope you do good. It's just it. like, it's such a funny thing. And like, to me, what I just try to like consciously remind myself, cause it's so easy. Like I got probably like, you know, a hundred really positive comments on that post. And then like three so that were like sort of <laughs> negative or whatever. And like, here I am just like talking about the negative ones, you know, it's like yeah, so right. easy yep. to keep we that in your brain. Yeah. Um, when like, or even I caught myself, like I replied to that lady's like comment being like, well, you can follow me or whatever. And then yeah. there's so many positive ones that I didn't reply to yet. And it's like, you know, I, I should be more like aware of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to like give it more attention than it's worth, but it can be right. really hard. And it's not even that you're not aware of the positive comments, but reaction goes into negative. Yeah. Ones, you know, and I feel that too, you know, but it's clear as day that you're a genuinely nice person, you know, but and mm-hmm. there's Instagram, YouTube trolls, there's everybody out there, but that's exactly more there. I, yeah. I, I hope you have a that's great all day. the attention we'll give them. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, yeah, you're you're still building numbers exactly. by commenting I, on my shit. Literally, I know. Well, I think we're gonna see literally. if I have a conversation Thank with you. you. You're adding to my engagement. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so before we do our last little fun question, do you have any advice? Um, for people who want to start a podcast or want to kind of get into YouTube and are like, I feel like right now it could be very, um, what's the word? Like not, not motive. Like you're not motivated to do it because it's kind of, it feels feels oversaturated. Yes. So any advice for that? Yeah. I would say if you are looking to start a YouTube channel, start a new Instagram account, start a podcast, whatever it might be, it's so important that for one, you just get started and don't question it too much. I think that so many of us can get stuck in the like analysis paralysis where you just think about the strategy. When should I launch it? What, who should my guests be? What's the niche going to be? And I think it's important to 
you know, do the planning that you want to do. Sure. It's good to think about these things, but don't let that stop you from just getting started. And if you feel like, Oh, it's oversaturated, you know, just remember that like, yeah, sure. The best time to start on YouTube might've been 10 years ago or whatever, but the second best time to start is today. Um, cause you can't, you know, you can't go back in time. There's lots of people that are able to grow social platforms in our current, um, sort of situation. It's not like it was a thing that only happened years ago. Um, I could probably like list a bunch of people that have started YouTube channels in the past year or two that are, you know, further ahead than me in growth. Um, so it's definitely possible. And then I think the next main piece of advice I would share is just, try to find that confidence within yourself to know that what you're sharing is valuable. You have a message that is going to resonate with people out there and you can have a positive impact, even if it's just on a small audience, like it's worthwhile doing. Um, and it's also just worthwhile doing for your own creative fulfillment and like satisfaction. So don't hold yourself back, whether it's because of lack of confidence or because you feel like it's oversaturated, just go for it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I bet it really resonates. And then I have one question as well. Is your real name Katie or is it Catherine, Caitlin? <laughs> yeah. So my name is Catherine, um, but yeah. I've been called Katie since I was born. Yeah. I'm like, I'm always trying to meet another Katie because mine's just Katie, but I love it. Katie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I meet so many Katie's. And it's, a lot of them are Caitlin's. I find a lot yeah, of people yeah. are enjoy Caitlin's. Caitlin's. Yep. Katie, Catherine. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. I just got to ask. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then just a kind of fun question that I, I heard on someone else's podcast that I thought that got me thinking, um, and we can all answer this. Mm-hmm. What are three people that you'd want to have dinner with and why, if you could have dead or alive, any three people. Oh gosh. I need to think about this. <laughs> I feel like it's changing all the time because I know, honestly, right? like this is my real truth. I am like the biggest fan girl on the planet. So I always have like my latest obsession. I think, okay, no, it's coming to me. <laughs> I feel like my top three one would be Harry Styles. Okay. I love him. And I, yeah, we were in New York and he had a concert. Yeah. We didn't go. Oh my but, gosh. Uh, I would like die yeah. to go see him live. Yeah. So all of his Canadian dates were like canceled. I, I, would, uh. I love Harry Styles. Um, and I think that he would be an interesting person. Um, probably also Hosier. I'm just okay. going on musicians. I yes. I think Hosier's an amazing Wonderful. artist. You've, heard his song. You've definitely heard his songs. Yeah. Yes. Like Take Me to Church is his biggest yeah. one, oh, but yes. he's yes. like amazing awesome. and just like super, I think he's just like a really poetic and soulful and authentic person from what I've seen from interviews. And for my third person, gosh, I don't know. I've got a lot of white men on this list, but I'm yeah. like, <laughs> diversify. I don't know. It's so hard. I just, there's like so many different people that I find like mm-hmm. mine are really like all artists too. I feel who, who would your three be? Yeah. Who would your three be? My, my three definitely, I need to sit down with uh, Rick Ross. Okay. Because <laughs> so I'll be four years sober in November and he, he kind of cleaned up his life and you know, I feel like a lot of people who have gone through that journey and everything, it's all the same thing. Like we're going to go home. We're going to, we're going to clean. We're going to make it to do lists. We're just going to take care of like life and try and separate as much as possible. And every interview I see with him, I just love it. I'm yeah. like, I just want to sit down and just shoot the shit about just sobriety and just, and just all that, like mm-hmm. just life in general. Uh, Stevie Nicks, I need, I need yeah. that yeah period Mm -hmm. i I don't even need to say why um and then 
my last one, uh, Chris Stefano. He's a comedian. Oh yeah, you love him. I just love him so much. He's, he's so funny. funny. I just, yeah, just for good time. But Rick mm -hmm. Ross is is like more so like I want to learn and like talk to him. And yeah. The other two are just like I I'm fangirling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my I know my number one would be Sarah Blakely. Um, I found her on a podcast like two or three years ago. She's the CEO of Spanx. Um, but she just actually sold the company for I, think, I heard like, about that. Fun, yeah, it was like a billion dollars or something. It was something really big. Um, but she like started it in a little apartment with her roommates out of like a little red backpack and went around and she's grown the company from like a printer and like wrapping paper here in her living room to a company worth a billion dollars, like some billion, it was a big number. That's like Paul Mitchell. Yeah. <clears throat> shampoo yeah. And she got married later in life, which I love because I'm like, I, cause she was like doing her things and then, and she's, and she has four kids. So she's literally ever, she's a CEO, a business owner, and she has like the family life. And that's like, I've always wanted a lot of kids, but then I'm like, I also want a business. I want to be a boss of something. I don't know what it is yet. Um, and it's like hard, like how do people like it's you don't really see, you see people have Where one or two kids exactly like it's one life it's only we only got a couple, I know. Like 70, 80 years if we're lucky so like I'm 25 years in when am I gonna have the four kids plus build like a 20 million dollar business okay <laughs> I know so, no, I don't I try not to um so definitely sit down with her and talk to her about that and how she balances it um and I don't know my other two I really probably like, at the moment I look up to um, Alex Cooper, the girl from the Call Her Daddy podcast, even though like it's a funny podcast. Like I like how she kind of changed direction now and does more serious topics. And she's signed the biggest Spotify deal that I think is to date at the moment. Ever existed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. As, as a female, like she beat um, what's his name? Joe Rogan, who's been around forever. Yeah. She's always, she's constantly number one. Um, yeah. So I think that's really, it would be really cool to talk to her. And she's very like, she's like us, like always in sweats, you know what I mean? Um, and then I don't know who my, literally, I don't know who my third person would be. I don't know. I can't, I haven't decided who my third person would be, but yeah. I know finding that third uh -huh. person to build the table. Those would be I feel like maybe I looked at this question last night. I mean, I've, I've had this question in my head forever, but I'm like the third person closes it out. I'm like, that, that's a big spot. Like after, yeah, after number three, now. I know. can't have anyone else. So it's like scary. Maybe like Amy Winehouse or something. Oh, I love her music God, and just kind of, or Mac Miller. What if we do a group date? Mac Miller. We do a group date. Okay. We'll combine all three. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Now that we're talking, that reminded me my third person is definitely going to be Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. I used yeah. to really, I love her. her. Yeah. I feel like I fell off with her like probably right after high school. Red was, I was very big on red. I was, oh, red's iconic. I, you yeah. know what? I never used to like her in high school, but then I became a huge Taylor Swift stan after like folklore came out. Yeah. That like sent me back folklore, into the whole discography okay. and now I love her. Mine was I red. used to love her, the videos. Mm -hmm. Like I would always watch music videos mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. She's another one who's very like under i mean she's getting her money now so good for her yeah right um yeah but i think that's do you have anything else to add or do you have anything else to add i could go on no, i think this has out. been a great conversation i've loved chatting right. with you guys but yes. yeah thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. Really. we appreciate it and can you go ahead and 
like link yourself everywhere that you are, everywhere that people can find Plugs. you. Plug. There you go. Yeah, Plug. for sure. So you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Katie. It's just K-A-T-I-E. And you can find me on Instagram at Katie Steckley. Um, and if you are interested at all in um, my team's social media services, you can check out creatorlymedia.com. Thank you very Perfect. much. Thank we will you. be awesome. Thank you. Hi. Enjoy the rest of your day, the van, everything yes. in between. And we look forward to hearing more from you yeah, on social real. media. We're, we're always watching. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was Thank fun. You. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi. Oh, whoa. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> she said, done. Thank you.